Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we tell the story of Erica Hunt, who was 20 years old when she disappeared from Opelousas, Louisiana on July 4th, 2016. The day before Erica was last seen, she attended a 4th of July party with her family. After the party, Erica dropped her two-year-old daughter at her mother's house. Erica was supposed to come back and pick her daughter up the next day, but Erica never came back. Two years later, during a search for a missing child, Erica's remains were found. She had been murdered. Whoever killed Erica is still free, and her family wants justice. Who killed Erica and why? This is Erica's story. So today is my birthday, and as I was getting ready for dinner on Saturday to celebrate, I got the news that the body of Audriana Barnes had been found this past Thursday. My heart instantly sank. Now, if you don't know or haven't had a chance to listen, I covered Audriana's story on episode 48 along with the story of Raja McQueen. Both young women had been reported missing from Cleveland, Ohio. Audriana had been missing since July 2021, and her case had not received a lot of attention at all. But Audriana's story has come to a very sad end. On Thursday, a body was found on the balcony of an apartment in Cleveland. The body was found by cleaning staff who came to clean out the apartment after the tenants were evicted on March the 11th. The body was found under a pile of clothes. On Saturday, the medical examiner released a statement that the body found was that of 19-year-old Audriana Barnes. They did not, however, release the cause of death, and police have yet to release an official statement. So at the time of this recording, all we still know is that Audriana's body has been identified, but there are still many unanswered questions, including how long Audriana has been dead. Now, Audriana has been missing since July of 2021, and her body was in an apartment not far from where she was last seen. We're also awaiting information about who was living in that apartment. Now, right now, like I said, there are no answers about what happened to Audriana. 
We just have to wait until police release more information in the coming days. But this was not the ending that anybody wanted. Adriana is no longer missing, but her young life was cut short. And now her family must deal with a new kind of pain. My heart breaks for Adriana's mother, and I'm so sorry that this happened to Adriana. We may not have all the answers yet, but we do know that whatever happened to Adriana, she did not deserve it. I pray that Adriana's family gets the answers that they need, and I pray that whoever was responsible for her disappearance and now her death is brought to justice and held accountable for what they have done. I will continue to follow the story, and I will update you all once more information is released about what happened to Adriana. But for now, please keep Adriana's family in your thoughts and prayers as they face this new reality. Now, the family of Erica Hunt knows all too well what Adriana's family is now facing. When Erica went missing in 2016, her family had no idea what happened to her. But they knew that the young mother would not have just left her daughter and gone anywhere without telling her family. Erica Hunt was born on July 10th, 1995. Erica was one of three girls who grew up very, very close to each other. Erica had an excellent relationship with both of her sisters. In 2016, Erica was living in Opelousas, Louisiana with her two-year-old daughter, Brianna. Erica, who was described as the firecracker of the family by her sister, was always smiling. She loved being around family and friends, and she loved being a mother. Erica's mom, Shannon, said that her daughter was a well-rounded person who knew a lot of people who, as far as she knew, got along with pretty much everybody. In the summer of 2016, Erica was getting ready for her 21st birthday, which we all know is a very big deal. And Erica wanted to celebrate by having a party at a local club. According to Erica's family, she was excited and she was making plans for the future. On July 3rd, 2016, Erica's uncle had a party to celebrate the 4th of July. Erica, along with several other family members, attended the party. And according to those who saw Erica that day, she appeared to be having a good time. Shannon said that Erica was in a good mood and was talking about her plans for upcoming birthday. Her mother also recalled her talking about how she recently applied for housing for her and Brianna, and she was looking forward to getting her own place. Shannon said that Erica mentioned to her that she was planning to go to Lake Charles with a friend on the 4th, and her friend also had a child, so they were planning to just, you know, spend the day down at the beach with the kids. After the party was over, Erica dropped her daughter, Brianna, off at her mom Shannon's house to spend the night. Erica was planning to come back the next day to get Brianna so that they could go to Lake Charles. It's not clear what time Erica dropped Brianna off at her mom's house or where she went immediately after she dropped her daughter off, but Erica had made plans to go hang out with some friends. Now, the next day, Erica made several Facebook posts. The first one was at 10 a.m. Now, looking through Erica's Facebook page, you can tell that she was very active on social media. And she would typically post on Facebook, you know, several times a day. So on July 4th, according to Erica's sister and brother-in-law, at some point that morning or early afternoon, Erica came by where her sister lived. And according to Erica's brother-in-law, Erica asked to borrow $3 so that she could get a pack of cigarettes. And then she left. But neither her sister or her brother-in-law saw which direction Erica went in or who she was with. 
Now, he said that her brother-in-law said that it was unusual because usually when Erica would come over, she would ask for a ride. But this time she didn't. And he thought that it was strange at the time, but not really alarming. Now, around 1250, Erica makes what would be her last Facebook post. In the post, Erica wishes a friend a happy birthday, but she also said that she was in bed where she had been unable to get up, you know, all day. Well, she doesn't say specifically all day, but her post says, you know, I'm in the bed and I haven't been able to get out. Now, none of the source info I could find say anything about the exact time that Erica went to her sister and brother-in-law's house. But If it was before Erica's Facebook post, then that would indicate that she had gone back home, perhaps, um, after she got her cigarettes. However, that's not clear, and so I'm not really sure what happened because we don't have that timeline. However, witnesses would later come forward and say that Erica was seen behind the store between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Now, if Erica had not specifically said that she was in the bed in her last post, then you might just assume that she was posting from her phone and therefore could be anywhere. But her saying that she was in the bed shows that she was at home at the time that she posted the status. So because we don't know the exact timelines, what happened to Erica after she left her sister and brother-in-law's house is a mystery. We know that Erica was supposed to pick up her daughter from her mother's house the next day, but apparently Erica had also made plans to braid a friend's hair, but Erica didn't show up to braid her friend's hair. Now, Erica's friend had called her several times, but Erica wasn't picking up the phone. When Erica's sister found out that Erica hadn't showed up to braid her friend's hair, she also started to call, but she wasn't getting an answer either. Now, Erica's sister knew that something wasn't right. She told Dateline in 2020 that even if Erica's phone ran out of minutes or if her battery died, she would always find a way to contact her family, especially to check on her daughter. So when hours went by and Erica still had not contacted her family, their concern began to grow. But when the next day came and Erica's family hadn't heard from her and she hadn't come back, they were more than concerned. No one had seen Erica since the day before, and she had not done any of the things that she had planned to do on July 4th. And more importantly, she never came back for her daughter, and she had not called to check in. Also, for a person who was very active on social media, the fact that she had not posted since the early afternoon on the 4th was a huge red flag. It had been almost two days, and there had been no posts from Erica. On Tuesday, July 6th, Erica's family filed a missing persons report. By this time, it had been two days since anyone had seen or spoken to Erica, and her roommate found her wallet inside the house, which was another indication that Erica had not just left. Police in Apollosa took the report, but as usual, they did not actually begin to investigate what happened to Erica. In the first few weeks after Erica disappeared, her family and friends searched for her, but they couldn't find anything. They turned to social media and they organized searches to look for her, but there was absolutely no sign of Erica and no one was coming forward with any credible information. Now, when telling the stories of these missing women and unsolved murders, 
it's hard not to repeat the same things about these cases or sound redundant when telling their stories. Because the problem is that these stories have very consistent themes, especially in the beginning. Now, all of these families have very similar experiences when it comes to how the police treated and prioritized their loved ones' cases. No matter what the circumstances they were under when these women go missing, and regardless of the department, most of these families are left alone in the first weeks. When Erica went missing, her family didn't get much help from police. Erica's sister and brother-in-law were the last people to see her. But according to them, it was a month before the detectives came to speak with them, despite them being the last people to see her. Her brother-in-law even thought that it was strange that he would not have been the first person police wanted to speak to after receiving the report. But Erica's brother-in-law said that even once police did speak to him, they seemed like they had already pretty much made up their minds about what happened to Erica. Investigators said that they had spoken to all of Erica's family and friends in the weeks after she vanished, but none of the information they received had been useful. There had been several alleged sightings of Erica around town, but none of the the sightings could be confirmed. Investigators insisted that they were doing everything in their power to find Erica, but her family did not agree. They believed that the fact that they waited almost a month before they started investigating her case caused them to lose potentially critical information about Erica's last movements. Now, there isn't any information about their investigation, however, and so it's not clear what the police did to look for Erica. It's not clear if they pulled cell phone records or not, but the information about where Erica went on July 4th remained a mystery. When Erica was last seen, it's believed that she was on foot, but no one knows whether she was alone or whether she was with somebody, and no one knows where she went when she left, her sister and brother-in-law's house. Erica's disappearance has taken a toll on her family, and they had gone from celebrating the 4th of July to searching for Erica within days. Erica's 21st birthday that she had been looking forward to had come and gone. There was no party, and there was no celebration, because Erica wasn't there anymore. In August 2016, Erica's family was interviewed by a local news station, and her mom, Shannon, spoke about how difficult the past few weeks had been for them. She said that everyone had been lashing out in their own way. Brianna, Erica's daughter, was only two, but after her mother had gone, been gone for over a month, it was starting to affect the two-year-old. Erica was always with her daughter. She had never gone anywhere near this long without seeing her. And Shannon told the news station that Brianna went quiet after Erica first disappeared, something that was completely out of character for the ordinarily very active, very loud two-year-old. But she knew that something was wrong. Brianna had even begun calling Erica's sister mom. In August 2016, Erica's family and friends created a Facebook page to gather information and to get the word out about Erica missing. Over the next several months, Erica's family continued to search for her, but months eventually turned into a year and then two, and no new information was found about Erica or her disappearance. But in 2018, two years after Erica was last seen, Police got a tip that they believed may be what they needed to get to the bottom of what happened to Erica. 
In September 2018, a tip came in that Erica's body was at a property in Apollosis. But not just any property. It was a home that Erica had apparently previously lived in and had been searched two years before in connection to her disappearance. This time, however, police were armed with a search warrant and cadaver dogs. After two long years, Erica's family wanted closure. They wanted answers. They just didn't know how much longer this journey was going to take. Life is so much easier with a great sense of humor. No one ever said it had to be rated PG. Sometimes it feels good to let out your inner smartass and drop a few F-bombs. Smartass and Sass is a subscription box meant for the unashamed, mouthy person. Get your fix of brazen humor each month. Smartass and Sass items are curated and personally tested by the SNS team, a group of really mouthy people who want you to get a good laugh in your day. SNS partners with some of the best small businesses to bring you trendy and snarky items each month. I really love the unique selection of things that are put in my box each month. The big box, which comes with a mouthy shirt and snarky items, is priced at $54.95. And each big box contains one SNS design t-shirt, has between seven to nine unique items, and is valued at over $90. And there are other subscription sizes available too. Subscribe at www.smartassandsass.com. Use code GIRLGONE for 10% off your first subscription order. Follow Smart Ass and Sass on social media for your daily dose of attitude. Match three games can be a lot of fun, but it seems like most of them are the same. The themes and characters change, but overall, it's the same boring format. Until now. Switchcraft is a brand new take on match three games. As you play, you unlock pieces of a beautiful, magical, and gripping graphic novel. Switchcraft is a mobile game with a unique blend of TV-worthy writing, choose-your-own-adventure-style narratives, and thousands of magical match three levels. I love playing Switchcraft. My favorite part is the fact that there are so many levels to play. Play your way through hundreds of enchanting match three levels, revealing a dark and winding mystery story. Along the way, you'll find unique characters, a gripping story, and even a little romance. The best part is that your choice in the game determines the outcome of the story, so you're in the driver's seat. Download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On July 4th, 2016, 20-year-old Erica Hunt disappeared from Opelousas, Louisiana. The day Erica disappeared, she went over to her sister's house to borrow a few dollars and was supposed to braid a friend's hair and then go to the lake with another friend. But Erica never made it to either place, and no one ever saw Erica again. For two long years, Erica's family searched for her, but they had been hitting dead ends. Neither them or the investigators had any idea what could have happened to Erica or where she went. But in 2018, two years after Erica disappeared, 
Investigators received a tip that her body may be inside a home that she used to live in. In September 2018, investigators, along with cadaver dogs and forensic teams, searched the home. Cadaver dogs, during their preliminary search of the property, indicated that there were possibly remains on the property. But after hours of searching the property, they were only able to find animal remains. For Erica's family, it was both a relief and a disappointment because as much as they wanted closure, they also did not want to find Erica's body. They wanted to bring her home alive. Shannon spoke to KATC3 News, who was covering the search, and she said this. The grace of God, he is holding me, giving me the strength two years to go on and just everyday life, not forgetting about my child, not at all, not one minute, not one second. Erica's family had mixed emotions. After two years, they really did just want closure, but they didn't want to believe that Erica was no longer alive. Investigators turned to the public and asked them for help in getting information about what happened to Erica. But after the search of the property, no new tips came in about Erica. In December 2018, two months after investigators searched the home for Erica's remains, a nine-year-old boy went missing in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana. Evangeline Parish is about 45 minutes from Opelousas. Now, police there had received a report of a missing child, and so they were out looking for this missing nine-year-old around the parish. Now, while searching for the nine-year-old, who was later found at a friend's home after running away from his neglectful parents, a search team volunteer stumbled upon skeletal human remains that had been partially buried in a rural part of the parish. All that had been located at that time was a human skull, and so there was absolutely no way to identify the remains without extensive forensic testing. After the skull was discovered, state police and the medical examiner were notified, and the scene where the remains were found was secured until the remains could be exhumed. The LSU forensic anthropology team came to exhume the body and take the remains to the lab for testing so that they could try to identify the body. And when the remains were found, the connection to Erica was not immediately made, and investigators who were working the Jane Doe case didn't know who the person was that they had found. According to the DNA Doe Project, the remains were located on land owned by local farmers. Initial testing determined that the body belonged to a woman of Cajun, French, and African-American descent. But unable to identify the woman, they called her the Evangeline Jane Doe. Meanwhile, Erica's family was still desperately searching for Erica. It's not clear if they knew about the skeletal remains being found in Evangeline Parish at the time, but from everything I could gather, it doesn't seem like they were aware that the body had been found in the town right next to where they lived. Erica's family had not stopped searching for answers, and they were still looking for Erica. In July 2020, a year and a half after the skeletal remains were found in Evangeline Parish, Erica's family was interviewed by NBC's Dateline about her disappearance. 
In the interview, Erica's family spoke about her disappearance and their search for answers about where Erica was and what happened to her. Dateline also spoke to a detective working on the case, and he said, quote, This is still considered an outstanding missing person case, and we invite anyone with information to contact us. This young lady deserves to be returned to her family. Now, there was no mention of the remains found in 2018, which gives me reason to believe that Erica's family wasn't aware of the remains that had been found and that there are currently that they were currently in a lab being tested. Now, at the time that the Dateline interview took place, it had been four long years since Erica had vanished and investigators didn't seem to be any closer to finding Erica or what happened to her. The LSU anthropology team had been testing the remains found in Evangeline for months, but they had been unsuccessful in finding a usable DNA sample to test. In May 2019, the Louisiana State Police contacted the nonprofit organization called DNA Doe Project, and they asked them for help in testing and identifying the remains. It would take over a year before the DNA Doe Project would begin testing the remains that had been found. In November 2020, through the use of a relatively new method called genetic genealogy, the DNA Doe Project began testing the remains that had been found almost two years before. The DNA Doe Project uses something called GED Match, which uses a free genetic genealogy service that takes consumer DNA from services like Ancestry.com and 23andMe. Now, for three months, the DNA Doe Project spent countless hours trying to identify the remains. And on February 5th, 2021, the DNA Doe Project had finally identified the Evangeline Jane Doe. It was Erica Hunt. Almost five years after Erica was last seen by her family, her remains were positively identified. Five days after her body was identified, the Opelousas Police Department announced they were officially investigating her death as a homicide. The news of Erica's remains being found was a heartbreaking conclusion to her story, but her family would at least be able to lay her to rest. The OPD partnered with the local Crime Stoppers to create flyers to solicit information about Erica's disappearance and her murder. In March 2021, Erica's family held a vigil for her to honor her and asked the public for help with information about what happened to her. During the vigil, her aunt spoke to KLFY10, and she said, quote, We prayed and we asked God to please bring her home. Now her remains are home. We can give her a proper burial, but now we'll still need justice for Erica. Despite the tragedy that had fallen on this family and the devastating loss of their beloved Erica, after five long years, they were happy to have some closure and the ability to lay Erica to rest. Her uncle Tyrone also spoke to KLFY, and he said, quote, It was troubling. A lot of people wanted us to give up. A lot. They just thought that she went on a joyride and wasn't going to come back. Those rumors were just put aside whenever I spoke to Miranda. We just kept hope alive. And thank God, thank God they found the remains. Now we can properly put her to rest the white way. The family can have some closure, but it isn't over. It isn't over because somebody did it. When Erica disappeared in 2016, 
Her family did not know it would take five years to find Erica. But now that they have, they need to find whoever took her life. Investigators have said that they are not at liberty to discuss the details of this investigation. But a year after the remains were confirmed to be Erica's, my prayer is that her family will be getting justice and answers very soon. Whoever took Erica from her family is free. And somebody knows something. Erica Hunt was 20 years old when she disappeared and left behind her two-year-old daughter. Her family never once thought that she left on her own. But after five years of searching for Erica, their efforts came to a tragic end. The fact that her family was able to bring her home and lay her to rest has given them some peace. But knowing that whoever took her from them and her daughter has not been held accountable haunts them. As of right now, we don't know where police are in their investigation of Erica's murder. But hopefully there will be answers soon. Erica disappeared from Apollosis, Louisiana on July 4th, 2016, and her remains were found in Evangeline, Paris, Louisiana, two years later on December 18th, 2018. If you have any information about what happened to Erica the day she disappeared or any information related to her murder, please contact the Apollosis Police Department or the Louisiana State Police. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We will be back next week with a brand new story. Join us on Patreon for exclusive mini-sodes and ad-free episodes. As always, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Gone Podcast. Listening on Apple Podcasts? Show your support for the show by leaving a review and a five-star rating. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.